Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. Hey, bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight-up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG, and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. I'm trying to think of something to start this episode off with, but I can't. So I think I'm just going to complain because I got zero sleep last night. So let me tell you the structure of the fuckery that happened last night. First of all, I've been putting off cleaning my apartment for weeks and naturally... Last night at 9.45 p.m., I had the spurt of energy to just clean everything and organize everything and do everything. And I finally did it. Finished at like 12.15 a.m. Cool. I get in the bed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to the gym early because I want to be early. I want to like get my day started, you know. And my boyfriend calls me. Of course, that sent me back like an hour because he wants to chit-chat. I didn't want to chit-chat. I wanted to go to sleep. But I was trying to be decent. Then, of course, you know, that didn't work out. We got into an argument. We made up. I went to sleep. Great. Finally, getting some rest. I'm not even sleep for maybe an hour and a half before my fire alarm in my building starts blaring for 20 minutes. Scares the shit out of me. Scares the shit out of my dog. My poor dog is, like, having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. But I'm also, like, I'm going to go back to sleep because... If I'm going to catch on fire, then so be it. At this point, I'm so exhausted. Like, it's just going to be what it is. So I try to go back to sleep. Then I'm like, bitch, are you crazy? You could be on fire. So I get out of the bed. I go in the hallway, see my neighbors. Everybody's like, what's going on? Nobody knows. It doesn't feel hot. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back in bed. Go back in the bed. Next thing I know, the fire trucks are blaring down the street. Is that even, what sound do fire trucks make? Me. I don't even know. 
Anyway, so I'm in the bed, fire trucks going, the lights are just like bloop, 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 bloop around my apartment. I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna pass away. I'm gonna pass away because I'm so tired at this point. Finally, they leave, they turn off the alarm, I get some sleep. Then of course, in the process of organizing my apartment and doing all the things that I did before I fell asleep, I found the little suction cup thing that you can use to hang up your razor in the shower. And I was like, oh my God, look, what a blessing. Now I don't have to just keep leaving my razor on the side of the bathtub. I can hang it up now like I'm supposed to. Do you know that this thing literally popped off in the middle of the night at five in the morning and the razor hit the tub like somebody literally busted a gat in my fucking apartment. Like it felt like gunshots were blaring. I felt like I was in combat. It was horrible. I woke up freaking out, shaking, scared and afraid, not naked. Thank God I had it on night clothes, but I was just like, just unsettled, an unsettled feeling. So then I finally fall back asleep an hour later after calming myself down, because at this point I feel like I'm at war and I'm so tired. Finally fall back asleep. And then my alarm for the gym goes off at 8 a.m. Do you think I went to the gym? Absolutely the fuck not. I went right back to sleep and got the necessary rest that I needed, but I still don't feel like I've had enough. So, um, you know, naturally I've just been like on a, a high vibration <laughs> all morning. I'm like vibrating high and not in the good way. And I'm drinking iced coffee now, which probably isn't gonna help me. And that has nothing to do with why we're here today. I just had to get that off my chest because this is a, this is, you know, the environment that we are creating here is one of honesty and candor. And if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. I am not my best today. So I'm just gonna put that out into the universe and let everybody know I'm a bit just tired. I feel like everyone is just so tired lately and there's no amount of rest that can kind of quench that thirst for eternal sleep. I don't know. Can you relate? Because I just feel tired, tired, like big tired. I don't want to do no work except for talk to y'all, of course. But that doesn't feel like work. That feels like, you know, me sitting here complaining about my sleep schedule for like 20 minutes. Anyways, now that I've gotten that off my chest, I feel so much lighter. And the real reason why we are here today is because we are finally doing an Ask Cami episode. This was my assistant Danny's idea. She's here in the studio every week. And, you know, it's just an opportunity. We get so many messages from people and I get so many messages even in my own DMs, but now on the relationship accounts from people asking just general relationship advice questions. And it doesn't have to just be romantic. Like I just wanna put that out there moving forward. Anything that we're talking about, unless it's like related to a very specific topic, it doesn't just have to be romantic. Like we're gonna talk coworkers, we're gonna talk roommates, we're gonna talk families and you know sibling relationships and all that shit. Like we're gonna talk about everything. It's an equal opportunity podcast for anybody and their shit. It's just me today, no guest. I'm riding solo like Jason Derulo and you guys have sent me a bunch of questions. So I'm going to answer them. So let's start off with a written message that I think is pretty straightforward. Fran asks, is it normal to check your significant other's phone? All my friends do it, but I'm dead ass scared I'll find something. 
Let me tell you something, Fran. You will find something. If you go looking, you will find it. And sometimes it's not even like something really bad that the significant other is doing. Sometimes it's like you putting things together in your own head and spiraling out of control about things that don't actually exist. Because when you find one thing, you think that you found it all. I remember the first and only time that I ever went through a boyfriend's phone. It was my ex-boyfriend or one of my ex-boyfriends. Y'all don't know which one. Don't matter. Anyway, one of my ex-boyfriends, he, we went, we were at the gas station. Child, this was, this, I was down bad, obviously. I don't know why the fuck I was going through this man's phone. He had, I had no reason to go through his phone, but I was like, oh, this is what girls do. We go through the phone. So I'm going to go through the phone. He gets out to like pump the gas and I pick up his phone and I look in his phone and I see a message from someone. I think her name was like Egypt or something. I don't even know. It was like something like that. And I think the message said something like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to give it to you when I get home or something like that. And I was like, my my mind started going insane. I was like, what is she going to give him? What is she going to give him when she gets home? Her ass? (laughs) What is she going to give him? Egypt? Who is Egypt? Is she a stripper? Did he meet her at the strip club? Like what? It was so deranged and unhinged of me. And literally, I think she was like a girl that was in one of his classes that owed him money for like a school project. It was so harmless and so stupid that when he got in the car, I legit started an argument about it. And I had no base, like no grounds to stand on. It was stupid. So I just, I don't know. I feel like I don't want anybody going through my phone. So therefore I'm gonna reciprocate that energy and not go through my man's phone. Like I just I just think that there should be boundaries. I know that like a lot of people are like, you know, if if we're in a relationship, I should be able to go through the phone. I should have the passwords. I should dis- I, like, if they don't have anything to hide, okay. Like if they don't have anything to hide, then why the fuck are you going through the phone in the first place? Like maybe we need to actually think about what is making you want to go through the phone? Maybe there's a deeper thing there. Maybe you don't trust them. Maybe there's something that you're doing that you're projecting onto them. Like, you know, but like I said, if you go through it, you will find something because we always do. And in our minds, we always let our minds kind of like run away with a small idea. And it really just makes you look stupid, at least in my experience. But then there are times like when your intuition tells you, look through the phone and you find exactly what you needed to see. But then when you do find that information, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Are you going to break up with this person? Like if you find out that they're cheating on you, are you going to actually make a move on that? Or are you going to just start an argument and then stay with them for five more years and then complain? Like we got to think this through. So I think it's just, you know, it's situational, but it's also like, what are you going to do? when you find what you came to find, because you will find it. That's just my take. It could be hot, it could be lukewarm, could be cold, I don't care. I say don't go through the phone, unless you don't mind them going through your phone. And then if you're both going through each other's phones, that's kind of like toxic. So don't go through the phone. It's not normal and it's not cute. Moving right along, maybe we'll do a voicemail for this one. Hi, Cammy. This is Courtney. I had a question as related to my previous relationship. Uh, we recently broke up about two weeks ago, 
And it was due to the fact that, and I explained it to him, that I felt like he wasn't present in my life, like how I was with him. I felt like he lacked prioritizing me, being more attentive to me, and overall, slightly taking me for granted. So that was the reason why that we broke up. Still hurt by the situation, but I guess my question is, what can I do to move on from this relationship? Um, and two, it is hard for me to move on because I still love him. We were together for a year and a half. And if he would change and make me a priority and be more attentive to me, I would take him back. So I guess my overall question is, how should I, moving forward, should I um, handle this situation? Thanks again. Mm. So here's the thing. I think, of course, you're still in love with this person. Of course, you still care about them. It's only been a few weeks. But I think that a lot of times in relationships, people get comfortable. And sometimes it takes missing you to really understand what they had. And sometimes people have to feel your absence to be able to feel your importance in their lives. So if you want to leave that possibility of getting back together open, I think that there is a way to kind of play a little game. And this is going to sound a little toxic, but it works. I think you got to kind of like lay, lay off, lay low, lay back, like act like you don't care and see how quickly he comes back to you. It happens every single time. Like, I think that, you know, sometimes people get comfortable and, and that's okay, but it's not okay for you to feel like you don't have the support that you need. I've been there before too, and I totally get it, but you have to be fair to yourself too. And that's not fair to you. So I would just back back, like sit all the way the fuck back and relax. Do not trip over anything that this person is doing, nothing that they're saying, nothing that they're like, nothing. Just sit back and watch him come to you. One thing about men in particular, um, and I hate having these like binary ass conversations, but it's the truth. They are like hunters by nature. Like they have to go out and like hunt. They have to like the quest, the conquest is like their one thing that they have in this world that they cannot stop. They're constantly in like quest of something. And, you know, once they get it, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, great. Yay, now I have it. And then after a while, it seems like a lot of them, not everybody, but a lot of them kind of lose sight of what they have. And honestly, it's it can it's a general human thing. Sometimes we all get comfortable and like we have to take accountability. But I think that when people have the opportunity to miss you, then they can really see what it is that they're missing out on. And you know what? If you back back and he's like, uh, actually, I think I'm better off without you, then that was going to happen anyway. That's the harsh reality. It, was, it wasn't going to work out anyway. And it's better that you know now rather than later, waiting with someone and waiting around for someone who was never ready to like fully take that, you know, next step with you. So I say, chill out. Don't trip. Rest your pretty head and relax and make him come to you now. If you're feeling like you're not being prioritized and you're not you're not feeling the love that you used to feel, 
and you've communicated that properly already, that's the number one key, you have communicated that properly already, then sit back and relax and enjoy the show because he's going to be coming for you. And he's going to be coming with roses. He better. And he's going to be, you know, really, really like just more after you than ever before. And I think you just always have to keep them on their toes a little bit because they be getting comfortable with no cushion. And I don't understand how. I don't get it. But it does happen. And it really doesn't even matter how beautiful you are, how successful you are, how much you're laying it down in bed. Like it really doesn't matter. They have the tendency to get comfortable sometimes. And you have to remind them who the fuck you are and take 10 steps back. And if you want to open up that door again, open it. But, you know, sometimes you got to let them know. Like, I could leave at any second. Okay. Even though you won't. But, like, they have to think it. Okay, moving on. I do not think three minutes is enough. But let me, like, try to summarize it up really quickly before the lady on the machine cuts me off again. But there's two guys my boyfriend and my ex-boyfriend. My boyfriend now is extremely jealous and he's kind of like a white boy born and raised in the valley, which says a lot about him. But besides that, he's pretty much perfect. And then there's my ex-boyfriend, which everybody hates him and all that good stuff. But I don't know, I feel like this passion for him that I have never felt for anyone else. And now I'm stuck because I don't want to leave my boyfriend, but I, I feel bad that I don't have this passion for him. I kind of want to explain it more, but I know that the lady's going to get mad at me and cut me off. (laughs) Not the lady cutting you off. Who is she? I want to fight her. Listen. Mm. Let's break this down. You have your boyfriend. You say that he is feeling, you know, jealous. He's like being jealous, territorial, whatever. Then you have your ex-boyfriend who nobody likes but you have a passion for him because nobody likes him. It sounds like that that's that's the kind of the draw is the fact that he's like the guy that you shouldn't be with, but you want him like it's it's toxic. It's toxic. I think that that's like the word of of the day. It's it's toxic and it's probably not good for you. And there's probably a reason why everybody doesn't like this person for you. And your current boyfriend is probably jealous because of the fact that he knows that you're like one step in, one step out with this other dude. And no judgment because it happens sometimes. And sometimes we want the thing that is like the worst for us instead of the thing that we know is probably better for us. But there's also a possibility that you're just not ready for that better yet. And that's totally okay. But for the sake of your relationship with your boyfriend now for the sake of his feelings, for the sake of his ego, you might need to just take some time to yourself. Not even with this ex because that's not it, I'm sure. I don't know him, but I'm I'm going to assume that that's not it. And I think that that passion that you feel for him is probably wrapped up in like the past, you know, history whatever has happened between the two of you. I'm sure the dick was bomb. Like, I'm sure it was because that's usually what keeps us attached to shit that like we shouldn't be attached to. But you just have to really ask yourself, like, did you like the person that you were when you were with this other guy, your ex? Do you like the person that you were? Do you like the person that you were becoming? Do you like the person that he was? 
would it be worth it to dip back into that pool? Or would it only bring you probably more pain and drama and whatever? Because I'm sure he's an ex for a reason. And I'm sure that what drew you to your current boyfriend is like the fact that he's probably the total opposite of this guy. But I'm sure that that guy is just not it. So don't go back. But I would say, you know, if you don't feel it for your current boyfriend right now, it's probably because your your brain is just not ready to switch off from having a fun, you know, good old free time. But that's not his fault. And it's also not your fault. So I would just, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But if you do want to stay with your current boyfriend, you got to stop talking to the ex. Like that's got to go. Because that feeling is very dangerous. And you're going to slip up. You're going to slip up because you're only human. And some shit's going to go down. And that's also not fair to anyone in the situation. So I don't even know if that's advice. I think it is. But I don't know if you're going to take it. We Give me a follow-up. Let me know if you take the advice. But if you break up with your boyfriend and fuck the ex, you on your own. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> It'll be too late at that point. Okay. This one says, uh, I won't read their name. I'm going to keep this one anonymous. But he says, it's not really a relationship. I'm gay and I've loved this guy for two years. He just found out a couple of weeks ago. He's straight and kind of homophobic. I want to get over him, but every time I think I am, I always fall for him again. What do I do? This is a very layered situation. I, are you friends with this guy? Like if, you're, if you've been friends with a, someone for two years and I'm assuming that they know that you're gay and they're kind of homophobic and also straight, that's probably not your person for multiple reasons. If you've been friends and they're saying homophobic things to you, I don't. that doesn't really sound like a friend to me at all. But if it's just a guy that like you know or you go to school with or like your coworker or something like that, regardless of the situation, if they're not gay, there's really nothing that you can do except for move on to somebody who's actually going to love you for you. But like chasing these straight men is not it, trust me, because I'm a straight woman who dates straight men. It's not it. They're not it. Let that one go <laughs> for your own sake. Let that one go. You'll find somebody else and you'll meet somebody else and they'll be all for you and won't make you feel badly about who you are. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. That's like, what is there to love? I think, I think that the idea and like the chase is probably fun, but if they're not even reciprocating, is it really that fun? I don't know. If you want to move on from this guy, I think you just have to get out there. Like you're going to have to, you know, start putting yourself out there to meet new people. You know, it doesn't really sound like hanging out with this particular guy is probably what's best for you just because like you say that he's homophobic. I don't know about you. I don't like that kind of energy in my midst. Like it's like me being in love with a white guy who's racist. Like what what is that? How is that, how is that going to serve me well at all ever? It's not. So I would just start putting yourself out there. Like, I don't know how old you are, but there's plenty of communities for you to be a part of and plenty of spaces for you to try out and, you know, explore. There's gay bars, there's, you know, clubs, there's all kinds of things that you can get involved in where you can meet people who 
have the same values as you, have, you know, similar morals to you, have similar, just like not ignorant thoughts like you and just think openly and authentically and genuinely like you do. So I would involve myself in more situations like that. As far as getting over him, I mean, it sounds like you just have, you have a crush on him. Like you've had a crush on him. Well, you said you've, you've loved him for two years, but what do you really love about him that serves you well? Like, I think it's time to start making some lists because if you love, if he's funny and he's caring and he's like cool and he's cute, you could find that with a, a ton of different men who actually are into you. But if it's not something that he does for you, to you, that makes you feel good and makes you feel loved, it sounds like it's kind of like you giving love down a one-way street and not getting anything back. So I think you just need to be in spaces where you are feeling celebrated. It doesn't sound like it's with this guy. Um, but getting over him is going to be work because you've been in love with him for two years and I get that. But you're just going to have to put yourself out there to meet somebody else so that you can even feel what it's like to be into other people other than this guy because he's not the one. Okay, the next one. What do you do when he hasn't told his family after one year you've been together, but he's met your whole family? Mm. Sis, listen. If he hasn't told his family about you and it has been a year and your family knows about him and it's been a year, it probably means that he either hates his family. I will give him that. Maybe he hates his family. Maybe he doesn't talk to his family, but it sounds like he does for him to have had the option to tell them about you or he's probably not that serious about it. And I like, I don't even want to be that blunt and honest with you, but like I have to, cause you're here. A year is a long ass fucking time. And if we're talking like a pandemic year, that means that you spent a lot of time with this person and they should know you well enough to even just tell their family like, hey, I'm talking to this girl. She's really cool. I'm seeing where things go. But if he's never even told them your name, Thanksgiving is around the corner. I don't know where you live, but like the holidays is coming. So what's going to happen for the holidays? You're going to show up to like Christmas dinner and everyone's going to be like, who's this bitch? No. They need to know who you are and he needs to tell them. But it's also, I feel like, a red flag for how he will be in the future with things. Families are important. And like if he's close with his family and they don't know about you, that's a serious problem. So I would really have a sit down conversation with him and be like, listen, because I don't I don't even know how you know that his family doesn't know about you. Like, did he tell you that? And if he has, like, you need to have a real ass talk and be like, listen, bro, it's been a year. What's the tea? Like, why haven't you told your mom about me? Why haven't you told your, your family about me? I, they should know about you after a year. I'm sorry. Six months, seven months, eight months. I feel like that's a very, very, you, you know if this person is about something or not. And if you want to bring them around your family, even sooner than that. But like, I'm giving it like pandemic years. Because um, obviously pandemic years are like living in the Love Island villa. It's like a totally different timeline, time zone. Everything is different. So it feels much longer in pandemic time than it does in like regular ass time. I think you need to have a real 
real conversation with him and see how serious he is. Because if he's serious, I feel like he will let them know what's going on. And maybe he has and you just don't know about it. I don't know. That's a real conversation that you guys need to have because mm -mm, mm -mm, you don't deserve to be hid. And I'm looking at your picture and you're so cute. And like his family deserves to know about you. So the same way you bring him around your family. So have a conversation with him, sit his ass down and ask him what's going on and like, what's the problem? Because I know your mind is probably spiraling. You're probably like, is he bringing another bitch to Thanksgiving dinner? Like who, wh who is being brought around the family? Who has been brought around the family in the past? Maybe he's had a bad experience in the past. Maybe he brought an ex home and it didn't go well. But if that's like a fear that he has, you guys need to have a real conversation about that and, you know, figure out when that's going to happen. You need a timeline. Like that's that's a really long time, um, I, I feel, especially if you live in a close proximity to someone for you not to have met their family or at least talked to their family or like they have they haven't mentioned you to their family. That's a long time. Have a conversation, sit down, have a chat, pull him for a chat and tell him that he needs to tell his fucking family about you immediately. <laughs> That's my Love Island voice. Okay, here we go. Hi, Cammy. Um, my name is Diana, so I'm going to tell you my story. So um, me and my friend, uh, we've been friends since high school. Um, we were best friends. We did everything together. Um, you know, went to prom together, I did everything together. Um, fast forward, you know, four or five years later, um, we barely talk. Um, we see each other maybe once every three or four months. Um, I'm not busy, she's not busy. Um, she we don't text, like she says, you know, we're still best friends and everything like that, but she does not even like text me. I don't even text her. Like sometimes I do text her, but she'll leave me on bed for days. Um, and she's always out with other people, um, doing whatever. And she'll literally just message me when she, um, like whenever she sees someone that we both know. And then she'll be like, "Hey, guess who I seen?" And I'll be like, "Who?" And she's like, "Oh, remember the person we went to high school with?" And then I'll be like, "Okay," and then like no conversation so my question is should i drop this person like she's my, she was my best friend i don't want to drop her but i also want to feel like i want to feel kind of like wanted you know i want to feel like you can message me and have a conversation and message me to hang out not when you see someone that we both know you know i kind of want my own friendship back you know and i'm not getting that so i feel like i should just end everything what do you think? So here's the thing. Uh, let me just tell you about myself for a second. I am someone, you guys know I'm a Scorpio. I take my friendships and my personal relationships very seriously. I think part of it, I was actually talking to my sister about this yesterday. I grew up, I'm the oldest of six sisters. So I have five younger sisters and it was always a thing in our house. Like if we weren't getting along. My mom would be like, if you can't get along with who's in this house and you don't get to have friends outside of this house. Like that was the rule. If we were fighting, we didn't get to have play dates. We didn't get to go hang out with our friends. Like we had to make up <laughs> in in house first. 
um, which taught me a lot of things. And like, I think one of the most valuable lessons is that I want my friends to feel like family. And because of that, I take my personal relationships very, very seriously. But I'm also a person who requires low maintenance friendships because when you're family to me, then you're just family to me. We don't have to talk every single day. We don't have to talk every single week. We should be able to pick right back up like nothing ever happened, even if it's our first time talking in months. One of my literal best friends in the entire world lives all the way across the world. She's from Africa. She literally lives in Rwanda. And I only get to talk to her when the time zones match. And like, we'll send memes back and forth. And sometimes our one conversation could last three days about one topic. But because we have that bond, it never feels like when we when we hang back out in person, it never feels like we've like skipped a beat. Even if her life changes or my life changes, like that's just kind of the quality of the friendship. And even with my best friends from high school, I have two best friends from high school, Fumi and Jesse. Hey, girls. Um, I'm seeing them next week and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's the same thing. When we're together, it's like nothing has ever changed. And I can hear the sadness in your voice and how it's affecting you because when you've been friends with somebody for so long, it literally feels like a mourning. Like it feels like a loss. It feels like you're mourning somebody that's still alive and like that you can see. And I'm sure it's even more hurtful when like you guys are talking and she's not responding, but you can see that she's read it. And like, then you see her on IG stories and she's hanging out with other people and like living a different life. I think there could be a few things that are going on, but one thing just as like a general blanket statement, sometimes our friendships run their course. Sometimes we outgrow certain friendships. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're meant to be friends with these people forever, but there's just like ebbs and flows in our friendships. And sometimes, you know, people just move in different directions. And that's okay too. It's really about like, has the quality of this person changed? The quality of the friendship may have changed a little bit, but has the quality of the person changed? Are they still the person that you knew them to be? Are they still you know, the caring, funny companion that you've always had. It sounds like the quality of the friendship has changed though because you don't feel valued as a friend as much as they're placing value on other friendships in their lives. And it could just be a part of growing up. I don't know if you've had a conversation with them about like, is there something that I might've done? Is there something that might've happened? Like, what was that shift all about? which is always hard to have conversations like that. I think I've been in arguments with my best friends maybe one time each, and I literally felt like I was gonna vomit. Like, could not handle, didn't wanna talk about it because I'm like, how do I, how do I handle this conversation with you? Like, I love you. I don't want any beef with you. I don't want any problems with you. And those kinds of like losses and hits feel like the fucking earth is literally falling under your feet. Honestly, I think best friend breakups are worse than relationship breakups. Like, because your best friend is like, that's your bitch. Like, that's who you talk to every single day. Like, you talk to your, you know, significant others every single day too, but it's like, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's more like something that you have to do versus like you just shooting the shit with your friends in the group chat and like, 
when you don't have that anymore, it feels like a loss. So I get it. But I also wonder where she's at. Like, what is she thinking? What is she going through? Could she be going through something personal? Because I also had some friendships that, you know, even just over quarantine that I had to let go just because I couldn't maintain the friendship the way that I normally would. It might have been too much for me to handle at that time. Like maybe the person was requiring too much of me that I knew that I couldn't give. And I think that it takes like a certain level of, you know, like maturity and just like personal introspection to make that conclusion and have those conversations. But those were still tough conversations for me to have. But, you know, you never want for your friends to feel like they're just kind of like out here and like not important to your life and not important to your growth. But I think that, you know, first check in with yourself and see, am I putting too much pressure on this person to respond to me or to be a certain kind of friend to me? And then also check in with them. Find out, is there something that happened? Why our dynamic has shifted? Like, what is there something that I'm missing? I just want to check in with you and just make sure that, you know, there wasn't anything that I might have done. And I just want to see where you're at because... As far as like our friendship, it really matters to me and I value it a lot. And I just want to make sure that we're on the same page moving forward. You know, it's okay for our friends to have other friends. I I honestly want to throw up even saying that because I hate seeing my friends with other friends. I'm like, who are these people? Who are they? You don't even know them. <laughs> you don't even know them. They could be crazy and they usually are. But at the same time, it's like we have different friends. Like we have different groups of friends for different things and different seasons in our lives. And, you know, it's important to acknowledge that. It's also important for you to have your own friendships and like people that you want to hang out with. But check in with her and see how she's doing, what she's up to. And, you know, kind of kind of feel things out and see what moving forward will be like for you. Maybe you will just be the friends who hit each other up to send each other funny memes every once in a while and that's okay too but when you meet back up in person like is the vibe still the same I don't think that you need to drop this friend at all I think that you just need to check in with her and see where she's at I hope that helps all right one more hi so how would you feel about your partner helping another female move into their new apartment and on top of that, him staying the night at her house because it's a 14-hour drive. I don't know what to think about it, so just let me know. Thanks. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about it. He's fucking her. <laughs> They're fucking. He's fucking her. I don't care how long the drive is. You mean to tell me you haven't heard of a motel? Hotel? Holiday Inn? You've never heard of the Motel 6? You've never heard of a cot outside? You've never heard of sleeping in your car? Mm, it's not making sense. You, dro you drove how far to help her move in? Who is she? Who is she? Is she your sister? Then for sure, sleep over, sleep in her bed. I don't know, but you know, I don't know where he's from, so maybe not, but no, absolutely the fuck not. I don't care how far it is. I don't care how, drink a Red Bull and get it together. Go to Starbucks, they're always open, get it together. Absolutely not. Are you joking? 14 hours? He's fucking her. Nobody's driving. I'm not driving 14 hours for anybody. So, mm, but let me tell you something about a man will go a distance 
for some ass. And it sounds like he did. So do with that what you will. I hope you guys enjoyed this relationship talk. Ask Cammy episode. I'm no, I don't know if I want to call it Ask Cammy because I feel like so many people on Instagram do like ask me anything or like ask blah, blah, blah. So I like relationship talk because I feel like, you know, it's just me talking shit. And I'm gonna do that anyway because that's how I am. But, you know, I like talking shit with y'all. And I hope that, you know, you guys keep sending in your questions, keep asking for advice, and I'm just gonna keep giving it to you because I think that these are these are great. And honestly, we all have our shit. So there's no judgment at all. I'm just here to give it to you raw and real because that's just how I am. I cannot get over a 14 hour drive. What the fuck? I'm perplexed. I'm baffled. And um, I hope that he doesn't come back to you. Like, no, lock the door. That's it. That's a wrap. And it's a wrap for this episode. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.